Hello, Salim Omar here from e-commerce Money Map. Uh, I am super excited about our uh, guest today, uh, Catherine. Catherine, welcome. Thank you, Salim. Thank you so much for having me here. It's super exciting to be here as well. Catherine serves as a mentor with her business, The Resourceful Retailer, which acts as a resource for creative entrepreneurs with product-based businesses looking to sell online. Her goal is to help her clients start their creation of their passion-based business from the ground up, assisting with advertising, maximizing profits, and most importantly, finding a healthy balance in life, allowing her clients to not go through the same ordeal she endured years back. Uh, Catherine, perhaps the first question would be, Tell us about your story. You know, you went through hardships. What What do you mean? Uh, give us a little bit, uh, a glimpse of, of that. Well, Salim, I, I was in a very successful point in my life in my retail business. So I'd been working as a retail manager and owning my own high street stores, uh, physical high street stores for around 18 years. And Alongside that, I decided to open up my first solo online business as well, a knitting store, and this was back in 2015. So I was managing multiple arms, really, of of different brands. Um, I had locations in London, in Spain. I had a department in New York and my online business too. And ultimately, and unsurprisingly, really, the physical store needs and all of the balance that I was going through between these businesses led me to burnout. So I had a a hospitalization with exhaustion, both mental and physical, and it it really took such a lot out of me, as I'm sure you can imagine, you know, because I had teams that were relying on me at that time as well. My family um, suffered just as much as I did through this because I just couldn't carry on. And what happened really and, and how my business came about, what I do now is as I recovered from this burnout, I was taking a bit more time back from myself. I realized that the e-commerce side of my business gave me the flexibility to focus on improving my health and give me that bit of time back to get out of that burnout period. But it still gave me the, you know, the business challenges that I needed. I could still have that team around me. I still had the the drive and, and push to get those targets in and, and the sales that we all love when we work in retail. So I really focused in on what can I do online? And I went out and I got a degree. I started learning about digital marketing um, and I even taught myself to code and how to build websites. Really decided that that techie side of e-commerce was something that I loved and I was really good at. So the resourceful retailer, uh, my business that you see today, actually started back in 2017. um, And it's developed from being an e-commerce business where I would sell, but I would also help other people manage their e-commerce businesses to be a training company. So now with online courses as well to help other businesses to understand what they can do online. And really the whole purpose of that is to help people do it without so much stress to find easier ways to build their businesses online so they don't go through that stressful time that I put on myself. 
Yeah, that's a phenomenal story. So you were a brick and mortar business in various parts of the world. And from that, you transformed into an online business that has then further evolved into a training company called the Resourceful Retailer. Indeed. I mean, we we don't ever stand still in retail and e-commerce. We do always keep growing and keep learning. And, and that's exactly what my company does. It's involved as people have needed more things. And I've seen the gaps in the market. I've seen things that I didn't know and that other people out there would need to know as they started their businesses. And I was very lucky um, with some of the companies that I work for. So one of the global brands I worked for was called Quiz Clothing. It's a ladies wear brand. And they really championed their employees and when I worked back for them, um, when they first started in the UK, they took me through different departments. So from being a store manager, I actually went on secondment to work within their HR and then into their training department. So within my own retail career, I've actually learned a lot about how to train other people as well and, and how we do things in the retail environment. And that spurred me on and helped me as I've grown my own business that you see today. Do you still operate your online e-commerce business? I have a, an online business um, called The Cat's Knitting, which is, again, still a knitting store. I'm very creative myself. and I absolutely love to use uh, fibers and yarns and, and that kind of thing. And it's a relaxation for me. So I do still have that e-commerce side. And that helps me keep up to date, really, with what's going on and I can try things out first in my own business before I share them with my clients or, you know, decide whether that's something that a training could be done on. Um, so, yeah, I do think it's very important that I have that bit of a balance for myself and, and have an e-commerce business too. Yeah, that's great. What was your biggest learning when you were in a brick and mortar business and you, you, you got to a point where you were burnt out and you were hospitalized and what came from that? Besides the, you know, the transformation of the business, what was your main learning there? One or two things where you say, you know what? I wish I'd done this or I wish I had not done this. I think for me, you know, even if you have the smallest team around you, you're a team of one even, or you have multiple teams all over the place, all over the world. It's about training and upskilling the people that you have and putting forward planning into that Um I mean, with, with my career spanning nearly two decades, I had to have people around me that could grow with me and change with me. And I'm very proud of the fact that even though I was going through that period of burnout, things could carry on without me. Nothing fell down. You know, it, they didn't burn down because I wasn't in there. Um, and you have to have that really strong skill set of people around you to help you. And if you're starting a business on your own, so when I started my solo e-commerce business, I was learning everything from scratch on my own. But because I'd had that retail high street background and I knew how recruiting a team was so important to help those stores to grow, that's how I started out my e-commerce business. I planned right from the beginning, at what stage will I need to bring in this help? Which areas of my business will need the help first? You know, where will it be best to free up my time and outsource to get the help in to help me grow? 
And when you're building an e-commerce business, it's very easy to think, you know, I can do this on my own or I can just pay for somebody to help with this part. But that's just a one off. You need to think of the support that you're going to have and the team that you're going to need around you to help you grow your business. Yeah, that's so important. And one of the things, you know, one of my reminders with with this is, you know, a book I read some 15, 18 years back called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Mm -hmm, And he's mm -hmm. got, you know, his first chapter, really, he talks about, you know, finding the right people, Mm -hmm. uh, letting go of the wrong people and then putting the right people in the right seats. And, you know, I run three three businesses and, and I just know how critically important it is you know, to have that right team, you know, mm-hmm. whether online, offline, uh, you know, having that right support system mm-hmm. is so crucially important. Absolutely. Um, I I don't know if you've ever read it. It's a, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek book, but it stuck with me is Who Moved My Cheese? Of course, About, Spencer you know, Johnson. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. It's 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 so important to, to think of these things and, and how you bring that into your work life, how it can support you and the changes that you're going to have ahead of time. Um, and, and that will help you build your business with a sustainability and stability, no matter what life throws at you, because we don't know what's going to happen to us personally, but it gives us a strong foundation of support and longevity within our businesses. Yeah, yeah. So you help e-commerce people, you know, people in the creatives to grow their business, advertising, marketing. Um, A question is, how's the marketing approach for an e-commerce business, you know, different or is it different from a regular business? Well, to be honest, I think the marketing approach, I would say, is the same for any business because we need to focus on our customers first and foremost. No matter what you do and what sector you're in, if you're not talking to the people who are ultimately going to want to receive or buy your end product, you're not going to get a great outcome. You're not going to achieve the outcome you want from your marketing. Um, The bit that differs perhaps is with product-based businesses, with e-commerce businesses or retail businesses, it's all about the planning and the research stages and how often we do them. We're launching our products much more regularly than perhaps a traditional type of business, um, a service type business may do. So we have to think much further in advance to give us the time to do our research properly and to get these things in place. And we almost have to be a little bit of a mind reader or a crystal ball reader, perhaps, as we see forward to the future of what our customers are going to want and how we can make these coincide with what we need to sell for our future product launches. So that's the tricky area is planning forward and being strategic in what we're going to do well in advance of when we actually need to do it. Have you experienced, observed that, you know, e-commerce business owners often underestimate the task at hand of really getting into the mind, the head of an e-commerce customer? Uh, Yes. Well, yes, indeed. And it changes so quickly. So it's not perhaps underestimating the client or the customer or what they need to do. It's underestimating how quickly things move online. So where you have a high street store, 
you're speaking to people every day, or at least your teams are, and you get that feedback most of the time of, you know, what people are talking about, what they're looking at, and you can then plot that forward in your next launches. So you get to create a bit of a pattern for your products that you have on the shop floor. But when you're online on e-commerce, it moves so much quicker. And to keep up with all of the comments that you get, uh, the interaction, it's a it's a completely different way of thinking about your marketing or seeing what's working for you. Um, it, it's just, it can mind blow someone that's new to actually looking at all of the figures that you get coming at you completely different types of reports um, and how to read them. And of course, it can change almost as if the wind has blown through your social media account and what was working for you one day, the next day just seems to fall flat. You have to be very active and reactive uh, when you're advertising on your social media for your e-commerce business. And what does that what does that mean? Give us kind of a high-level overview of what does that require for the business owner to do to to stay tuned uh and i would think i mean serving comes into it and asking and having conversations with your customer what what else what more so one of the more simpler ways i could perhaps word it to you is to think of it um as a bit of a evergreen and yet reactive marketing strategy. So where you're planning your products out for your business, um, you know, what your brand is going to be self-selling forward, you know what products you've got coming out, you can create an evergreen marketing strategy around that. So the time that it takes you to think about what type of launches will, will come out, they are something that you can use on rotation. But then what you need to be doing more on the daily is being reactive to what is happening on social media. And it's very difficult to do when you are a smaller business and you're just starting out because it sounds like a lot. So you're thinking about, um, let's take a clothing business, for example. You might be thinking about the trends that are coming around a particular uh, fashion launch in the future. So you know that there is going to be this particular campaign for uh, at the moment, we've got a trend for um, the V-neck type vests, knitted vests. I don't know if you've seen all the adverts for those at the moment. Those are incredibly popular. So you know that that's something that you would have been talking about. You've probably planned this months ago. The reactive part is seeing what people are talking about right now. And sadly, at the moment, there's a lot of politics in the air. You know, there's things are happening um, in Af- Afghanistan and what people are talking about there. How can you bring a conversation that's really topical right now alongside your campaign? You don't want to talk about things off the cuff just because. You need to be able to get to the point where you can bring that in to what is important for you and your brand and your customer. Sometimes it's not possible and you might look at something that's out there and think that just does not work for me and that's okay. But you've got to keep your ears open really and your eyes open on social media for those what are we talking about right now that is going to fit in with me fit in with my brand and it's important to my customers to have a conversation about and and, and that's about balancing your more evergreen the long-standing marketing campaigns but with the reactive and the shorter term 
And that's what social media is for. That's what, what will keep your brand relevant to your customers online. So good. So good. I mean, it sounds like a full-time job trying to <laughs> get a get a handle on this. And, you know, I love the concept, by the way, the evergreen stuff that's planned, pre-planned, scheduled. And then, you know, in between that, you've got the, you know, the stuff, the topical stuff, the, the, the reactive stuff where, you know, you're, you're kind of responding to things day to day. And, and that all takes time. Um, so much time. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, I mean, how, you know, how does a business owner, you know, where, how much time should they allocate to this, you know, to marketing? Should they do this on their own or should they partner with a person like yourself that can, uh, you know, that, they, that can coach them, guide them, help them? What are your thoughts there? Well, marketing is such an important part of any business. And I would never want to scare people off who are perhaps new to coming online with their business or are thinking about starting a business by saying it takes so much time. It does take time, but it's time that you should look at as an investment. Because of course, the more you market, the more your business will grow. We, we need to be out there in front of our potential clients, customers, um, to be seen to sell. If you are on your own, if you're starting up a business and perhaps there's you or just a few of you in a little micro business, it's just about using your time effectively. If you have a bit more of a budget behind you, if you're a bigger business or you can hire somebody to do this for you, then yes, absolutely invest that extra time on growing what you started. But don't take on too much. That's the key thing with this. Start with one key area, say pick one social media platform to really focus on getting working right for you. And then as you grow, you'll be able to invest more time in the second social media platform, the third, or perhaps do more on that one that's working for you. So you can grow in stages as your business grows as well. And where we say um, evergreen, so again, with evergreen marketing, you're not doing it new and fresh every time. You're freshening up what you've already got. So you will save time in the long run by investing time at the beginning. So although it's going to be time consuming when you start, you will spend less time on it in the future because you've given yourself strong foundations. So, so hopefully it doesn't scare people away when you think about how much you have to do. Um, but of course, with anything, when you're just starting out and you're just learning, it will take up a lot of time investment. The, the really important thing is to find a balance that works for you as a business owner. If you do have to do it all yourself, or even if you're managing someone or a team that's doing it for you, you have to balance the amount of time you spend on your marketing with other areas of your business. If you focus on one fully, you'll neglect the other. And if you then have to focus on the other because you've neglected it, you'll notice your marketing suffers. So you have to have that careful balance to ensure that everything is sustainable for you and that you still enjoy it. You know, it's not stressing you out. You're not thinking, I must do more of it. And then you won't want to do any at all. Or you'll 
have the unfortunate circumstance that I did where you get to the point of burnout. You you have to make sure that it is a sustainable system that works for you as well as your business and your customers. Would you share with us, you know, in your experience, what are the, the three or five or seven areas, you know, looking at a business in totality that the, the owner should have their eyes on to, you know, pay attention to? It's such a varied answer for that. I mean, it really does depend on the business owner and their ethos behind the business. Um, for, for me and in my experience, something that's so important is sustainability and I use this word a lot and it can be taken in lots of different ways but they are also important so sustainability for your sales of course you need to build a business that is securely going to financially support you and its own growth but you also need a sustainable business emotionally for you something that will keep you interested it will tick the creative boxes for you It has um, that little bit of challenge that we all relish as entrepreneurs that will spur us to, you know, think hard and what can we do next to make this better. And sustainability in environmental ways. Uh, You know, e-commerce is incredibly important as a sustainable business type for the future because we are creating jobs. We're thinking about how we create products that are not going to damage our environment. Um, You know, we are investing in our local areas as we grow as well as globally. So sustainability to me is something that if people have that word in their mind when they're thinking about business procedures and processes, it can actually really help you to think about what will work for you in your business long term. How much money should an e-commerce business spend on marketing? Oh, now, I, I'm probably not the, I'm not going to give the typical answer that you would hear here. So I personally believe that spending on the actual marketing itself isn't what you need to do. I think that gets us into the realms of um, pay to play, where people feel like they must be paying out advertising costs to have a successful business. Now, spending on marketing in time, maybe the people and the energy that you put into it, yes, but the marketing itself should be strong in organic ways. It should be able to support your business purely through what you are doing before you get to the point on spending on advertising. If you do that groundwork first and you've got a really, really strong base for your advertising campaign, when you invest in it, you are so much more likely to see a return for your monetary investment. Um, So just to explain that a little bit, organic search engine marketing is more about um, that customer experience, ensuring your website stands up to the traffic that's going to flow through it, ensuring the search engines can read your website properly and you can be found online for what you sell and what you want to be known for you know that is going to stand you so well in long-term strategies for your business more than just investing in a paid campaign ever will and you might if you do decide to invest in advertising see a, a great return for your money but then you can often see a sharp drop off and if you don't have that backup of organic marketing behind you that can be incredibly stressful 
Um, I commonly see business spend out on adverts in desperation to drive their sales when they really need to get some cash flow through. And sadly, this rarely leads to the return on investment that they'd hoped for. And it adds up to so much stress uh, in, in managing your business and managing your finances. So for me, it's not about the investment in money in advertising. It's about investing that time in getting it right and getting a strong foundation for your business online. Now, when it comes to maximizing profits, you know, work that you do with e-commerce business owners in helping them maximize profits, what are a few things that you do to help them achieve that? So when I look at maximizing profits, we look at the procedures that people have in place. So where they're spending their time or where their workflows of their tech systems are taking time. Everything is about making things work quicker, more streamlined in the least possible moving parts, so to speak, um, because that will long term save you money. If there are lots of steps to do things, it puts people off finishing their sale. So if you reduce that, you will in turn get more sales from the customers you're putting into your system. And the same for any tech that you have. If you have lots of fiddly parts that you need to make sure work, you'll spend time managing them. You'll spend money in making sure that they're working right. So if we streamline that and get you a solid, you know, one, two, three step system, it will save you time and money in the future. And again, by simplifying and streamlining businesses, it makes it easier to recruit people. It makes it easier to train people to do the things that you're doing yourself. It helps you to grow your teams and that will help you to scale your businesses as well. So that's that's my first starting point in anything. Whenever I'm working with a new client or any new e-commerce business, we look at putting very simple, easy to manage procedures in place for a business. I really love your approach, Catherine, to business. And I mean, Thank I've been you. in business for 25 years. I own three businesses, e-commerce accounting hub is one of them. Uh, but I really, you know, what I like is you, the totality, the wholeness, you know, you're helping a business owner from a revenue standpoint, the top line, you're helping them from a net profit standpoint, you know, the bottom line, mm-hmm. and then sustainability, you bring that into the, the equation as well. And then most importantly, and perhaps what's missed a lot is the, the balance in life, right? The healthy mm-hmm. balance in life. So mm-hmm. really love the love that. And I think your own experience being in business for so many years and running the operation you have, I think is playing into kind of what you bring to the table with your clients. Well, thank you. That's very nice to hear. I think for me, one of the, the biggest things I've learned in my life so far is that you put such a lot of time and effort into building your own business, or even if you are at this moment listening to this, thinking about having your e-commerce business, perhaps you're still in employment, you put such a lot of time into you know, work. You want to be able to step away and it run smoothly. You want it to be able to go without you. And if you can get to that point where your business is working and you can focus on what to do next, 
I mean, that's fantastic feeling. You can let that run. You know you've created something that's going to be sustainable. It's going to support you. And you can go and do more. You can think of that next thing. And anyone who's got that bit of an entrepreneur brain, I'm sure you do yourself, um, you're already thinking of the next thing you want to do. That little light bulb is always sparking for you. You see something that gets you excited and you start thinking, how can I bring this into my business? So we need that as entrepreneurs. We need to have that smooth running sustainability in our lives that will allow us to do that. And I think that's the wonderful thing about our generation nowadays. That is the new type of business. You know, it is all about bringing in these ideas and, and entrepreneurialism is has been supported, you know, since the 70s, really. It's throughout my working career anyway, um, And I've been very lucky to work with companies and brands that support that from within. So I wouldn't be where I am today and I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have today if I hadn't been given that little bit of a spark right from a teenager to to go out there and and try out those ideas. You know, until you try, you don't know. And once you've tried and seen how it can work, you can just keep on improving. So it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the more we are aligned with our why, our purpose, our passion, our mission, our vision, you know, the more we are aligned with that, mm-hmm. uh, in, number one, it doesn't become, it's not work. Uh, you know, having a, 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 you know, a business does require at the, you know, at the start, you're putting a system together, you're, you know, kind of getting your hands around a, quite a number of things. Yeah. And if it is, if we're passionate about that and what we are doing, then it's not work; it's a hobby. And mm-hmm. and I think, I mean, that's the best. You know, if, if a person can get aligned at that level, mm-hmm. then uh, you know they're you know they're on fire, <laughs> you know, in a good way. You know, that that fuel that they get from from their purpose is they become unstoppable. Yes, and, uh, indeed. That's pretty crazy good. <laughs> and. And you, I mean, you've probably heard of imposter syndrome and this comes up a lot for entrepreneurs where we think, but we're not good enough because we, we haven't had the experience yet. We, we haven't tried it. We've not succeeded yet. But if you think of people out there like Richard Branson, for example, you just don't know until you try and you could be the person who has the next fantastic idea that changes the way your industry works. You never know. So I love to support businesses just trying it out their own way because you never know what you're going to see as the outcome. And that's just so wonderful. And it's it's never scary if you plan and procedurize because if you're not enjoying it, you can either sell it on and try something new because you've got all those procedures in place to just hand over or you can change it up. I mean, myself, as an example, my business has grown with me through all of the things that I love and all of my experiences. I've never had to stop and close. Uh, I've just altered and adjusted under my company, my umbrella company. So it can grow with you and, and it's just about Exactly, as you said, doing what you love and following your true joy in what gets you excited and gets you out of bed every day. 
And, and that's a wonderful feeling if that can support you and your family and the community around you. Wow, this has been a pretty incredible. <laughs> this interview has been amazing. Thank you. Oh, it's you've it's shared, so uh, wonderful just to have a chat. <laughs> yeah, you've shared such valuable gems uh, and your passion throws, shows through, <laughs> uh, yes. you know, for sure. A couple of final questions, Catherine, if, if I may. Sure. One's kind of straightforward. Uh, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Oh, thanks so much for asking that, Salim. Um, well, it's very simple to find me. If you just search on your favorite social media or search engine for the resourceful retailer, you'll find me that way. That's the easiest way. If you're looking for some social commerce support or perhaps a boost for your business, just head over to theresourcefulretailer.com forward slash your social shop sorted and you'll get all the info you need to help you storm your social media accounts for your e-commerce business. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my final question, what was your biggest idea, aha, a point of clarity for you as you were sharing the information today in this episode? I think it's seeing how, you know, yourself um, chatting to you today about my experiences really, and, you know, I've given you a lot of my own opinion on what I think works for other people. It's just been so wonderful for me to hear that you felt that same excitement from it. And I think that's the wonderful thing when you do what you love, you seem to find those people around you, those peers in your industry and, and out there in the world who feel the same. And, and that's why it is important to, to follow your dream, so to speak, to go out there and, and give it a go in your business and really make sure it is something that you love because you will then find that, feedback from other people and you'll have these wonderful conversations and experiences I never would have dreamed that I'd be on a, a show like this or be asked to talk about my business in e-commerce and I'm so pleased that I have and that you've invited me here today because it's just a wonderful thing and it, it makes so much more enjoyment in in everything that you do when you can experience that and share it with other people who are passionate just as you are so grateful Catherine. thank you very much this was amazing oh, it's i been appreciate my pleasure. you thank you so much for having me today great thank you thanks for listening to the e-commerce money map podcast if you'd like to hear more episodes you can find them at ecommercemoneymap.com or on your favorite podcast directory. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to learn more about the e-commerce accounting hub, visit ecommerceaccountinghub.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the e-commerce money map podcast.